Welcome to Transformation. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, your host for this podcast series. This project is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, plus numerous stakeholders that are seen throughout our region. Folks like Prairie St. John's, the North Dakota Farmers Union, Minnesota Corn Growers, and others. In this edition of Transformation, we've got a, a pretty unique opportunity. You'll hear from Monica Kramer McConkey, who is with Prairie St. John's, based in Fargo, and she also has her own consulting business called Eyes on the Horizon, providing training and education about the issue of emotional stress on the farm. We also hear from Monica's dad, Doug Kramer, who farms at Bajou, Minnesota, and learn from his real-life experiences from the farm crisis days of the 1980s. You know, We've got so many variables in, in agriculture today, markets, weather, farm policy. Monica, there's, there's no doubt farm stress is a, is a reality here in farm country. Definitely, and I think um, it is hard to talk about. You don't want other people to know you're under stress, and often, often people don't even um, recognize it within themselves because it might be slow. It might have been happening for a really long period of time. Um, and often people reach a breaking point where they're not able to function, they're not able to sleep, they're thinking about ending their life, and that's usually what prompts them to get help. So the hope would be to catch it earlier before things really go downhill and be able to address some of the stress. Sometimes it's hard to, to see it within ourselves, but maybe uh, if we can see it within members of our family or neighbors or friends, those kind of things. Absolutely, and, and the people closest to you will see it first, for sure. And it can be anything from not being able to sleep at night to changing eating habits to maybe drinking more than typical, um, not wanting to go places. So if you've been an active member of church and all of a sudden you just really don't want to go anymore, you don't want to go to Senex and have coffee with the guys or sit around the implement talking, and that's a change for you. Those are all kind of warning signs. Obviously, as a working at Prairie St. John's, your consulting business, uh, you're very familiar with this, but you're also a farm kid, mm -hmm. and we're fortunate to have, uh, have your dad with us as well, Doug Kramer. Maybe, Monica, you can introduce your dad for us. I sure can. So what do I say about dad? I don't know. <laughs> Well, he, he took over. He grew up in a family of uh, 15 kids wow. on the family farm that your grandpa started. And then he eventually took over. And now my brother and nephew are farming with him as we're kind of transitioning um, in that direction, too. So, yeah, he and mom have been farming for how many years? Let's see. I was two 1971. So, gee, that's the year I was born. I know exactly how long that's been, <laughs> 48 years. Doug, take a look at what happened in the 80s compared to where we're at today. How, how are things different? How are things changed? Well, I would say the only difference probably is that the farms are bigger and uh, you have more precision, more uh, electronics. Back in those days, the uh, it was more of a mechanical problem with machinery, and now it's more of an electronic uh, precision uh, GPSs. And Certainly, interest rates are a whole different story back in the 80s and what we're dealing yeah. with today. Yeah. Interest was a lot higher back then. Yeah. yeah. There seemed like there wasn't quite the push or the demand for land as there is today. So... That makes rent higher and uh, land costs. Yeah, no doubt. So tell me your story. How did you uh, get through that tough time? 
Well, I guess we just cut back wherever we could on living expenses, and uh, we did, didn't do any buying of machinery. We, if we needed something that was possible to build, I would build it myself. And uh, You guys had jobs off the farm? Yeah, we did work off the farm in, in during the winter months. Right. Yeah. Monica, if there's any consolation really in the fact of what farmers are dealing with today is is we've we've gone through similar things in the past i would think yeah for sure i'm sure um you know there's been some lessons learned i know when this started happening a lot of people looked back at like val farmer and the articles that he wrote back then and they pulled up some of the farm crisis stuff from the 80s and and recreated it in a sense um, it's a little bit different here in countries like Australia and New Zealand. They have programs and supports for their farmers that that don't ebb and flow with markets. They're just always there, where I think we've been more reactive in this country, where things hit bottom, and then all of a sudden we're kind of throwing money at the problem and coming up with programs and funding things um, where, you know, we could learn from that, where maybe we need to have some consistency in our services to farmers. Doug, tell me a little bit about your situation. Obviously, some very stressful times. How did you deal with it back in the 80s? Well, I guess uh, the, the thing I would do would be like uh, mainly doing things with my hands uh, so your mind is, you're, you're fixing something so your mind is on what you're doing and not thinking all the bad thoughts mm -hmm. trying to think of something that you're doing to advance your your farming operation and uh, not costing you money to do it right mm -hmm. how easy was it to talk to people during that time when you when you are going through some challenges like that well that was that was tougher for me i guess i'm not really an outgoing person so i just kind of stayed to myself as probably more than I should have. Uh, after I started seeing a therapist, uh, it kind of made me uh, realize that it helps to talk to other people. How did you get to that point to, to, to see a counselor or see a therapist? Well, there was a, a, a fellow younger than me who was a uh, salesman for farm equipment, and he told me he was going to a therapist. And, at first, I thought that was a, kind of a waste of time, but uh, he said how much it helped him, so I thought I'd try it. And the first few times I went, I kind of felt like I didn't want nobody to know and nobody to see me. Right. But then after a couple of visits, so I, I, I guess I didn't care if somebody seen me. I, I knew I needed help. Monica, that, that same thing I think would relate to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's that, that concern of what other people might think, whether it's you, Doug, or any of us, that's a, that's a reality. Absolutely, and in these small farming communities, a lot of times there's like one therapist that comes to town one day a week, and they're stationed at whatever, a county office building, and so you know everybody who who sees your truck there on that day during that time is going to assume you're at the therapist. And, you know, I'm hoping now there isn't such a, a stigma or a negative 
so much negativity around seeking help, but I think back then it probably was, you know, pretty alive and well. I would think there would also be a fear that counselor, that therapist may not understand the realities of, of farming. Was that a concern for you, Doug, going into this? Uh, no, the therapist I had, uh, he seemed to understand farming very well. Uh, he told us things to try, you know, don't get really worked up over uh, certain little things. You can always do them later or uh, talk to your wife about it so she knows what's going on. And A lot of good advice, obviously. Yeah. That is important because I think some people go, and if the therapist doesn't understand, then they want to quit and not go back. But I like to compare it to if we had like a heart issue or a blood pressure issue. If we didn't like the doctor we went to, we would either go back whether or not we didn't like him or not, or we'd find somebody else. We wouldn't just quit. And I think you know it's got to be the same when we're dealing with anxiety or depression or whatever's driving us to go to a therapist you know stick it out for a while and if it's still not working out there are others out there to find you're involved training and and talking with a lot of audiences today maybe it's a folks dealing with farmers stakeholders in Mm -hmm. in this business are we seeing more folks that are are meeting with counselors or 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 seeking therapy What I see when I'm out talking to people is a definite interest in how to help people who are farming because they see they're in trouble. And a lot of times these farmers are talking to their seed salesmen or their uh, crop insurance people or their consultants more than their own families. And so um, these people feel really super unqualified to know how to help. And so we, you know, we've worked with them on just developing even little cards to leave with the farmers saying if you need help here's some numbers to call or here's some websites or here's some um, social media sites so at least there's resources available if they want to make that call. So Doug what was the experience like how long did you go to a counselor what what was the how, how was the experience how would you rate it? Oh, I'd rate it uh, like a 9 and 10 being great mm-hmm. because it gives you ideas on uh, what to do. For instance, if you got so many jobs to do and you're depressed, you can't finish one. But he said, write your, write your things down that you need to do, and when you do them, cross it off. Uh, another thing was to go for a walk every day. 20 minutes a day, and when you walk, hold your head up high and think good thoughts. And and uh, I guess that's that's things that help me a lot. I think that could help me too. <laughs> Tell me, uh, how long did you go go to a therapist? Uh, I think I went for about a year. Yeah, um, I, I believe it was well once a week a year for about a year. 1980s was a, a very stressful time. We're going through a lot of challenges today. What kind of advice would you give farmers today when when they're going through some of these kind of issues? I guess I would suggest to find a therapist and uh, don't give up. If if you and the therapist personalities is a conflict, find a different one because there's, there's always somebody out there that can help you. You know, I think Dad hit it on the head to not give up, that um, we, ne- we need to not lose sight that, that there's hope for the next day. You know, worst case scenario, you lose the farm. 
if you're alive, you can still go on and do other things. And I know that's hard for people to understand and even believe when they've put so much into it, but people choose to end their life, then there's no, no going back, no going forward, it's done. And so it's just to hang on, to talk to people, to, to surround yourself with people that care about you. One analogy that dad told me that his therapist had said is to picture like two garage doors, I think it was. Yeah, two garage doors with rusty hinges. On the uh, one side is the garage door with all the bad thoughts. That those hinges, that door is rusted open, and the good thoughts rusted shut. So, by by doing your walking and thinking good thoughts, little by little, you get that uh, good door to open up and the bad door to close. Mm -hmm. And that's about exactly the way it happened for me. Mm -hmm. You not all at once. It it takes time. Mm -hmm. It's not unusual for those of us not in farming to to have three, four, five jobs over a career and make different changes. It, it's a whole lot different, Doug, for someone that's, that's farming. You've got a, a family history on that land. There's a, there's a lot of things that, that are, are different just from being a farmer. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Yeah, you get kind of attached to what you're doing. At the farming, you, get, you, you kind of know every acre, what's out there, where the last rock is supposed to be picked and which one you forgot and where you need to dig a ditch and drain some water. and It's just it becomes a part of you. Some of those generational things make it even more difficult, Monica. Absolutely, because it's really, it becomes that person's identity. So they can't even really visualize themselves apart from that farm because that's all they've known. And yeah, it's a really difficult place to be. This has to be unique for you as well, Monica, to, mm-hmm. to really be in, in uh, the mental health field and then be able to, to kind of step back with that experience growing up in agriculture. Yeah, it, it has been, and it's so exciting to me to be able to pair the two through projects like this and through speaking and, and different things through Prairie St. John's and Eyes on the Horizon. I love it when I sit with groups of of farm women or um, even egg industry people. It's like, these are my people. Um, so it's almost kind of like coming home a little bit. Well, again, these are uh, personal stories. We sure appreciate both of you coming in and sharing them with us. Yeah, thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Our special thanks to Doug Kramer and Monica Kramer McConkey for sharing your, your personal story. And as always, remember, there is help available through the free confidential Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. It's available 24-7. Calls are answered by trained staff and volunteers. They have a helpline number 833-600-2670. The number again, 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. Links are available on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation, a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. We really appreciate their help. Also funded by the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders throughout our area. They include the North Dakota Wheat Commission, the North Dakota Soybean Council, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and others. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.